good god, I turned off my fad, like, three seconds ago so we could start recording and already I'm sweating. Well, this'll be a... I was gonna say this is gonna be a fast one, but no, there's gonna be a lot of yelling on this one, isn't there? Maybe. So much yelling. You know, my banter for this week was gonna be about the doctor's appointment I went to, like, I, it was just the basic physical, you know, uh, and they had, they did just the yearly blood draw, and I, I... Not sure if I've mentioned this, I have a thing where they always need to try like three or so times. Like they try both my arms and like I there is a vein here, but I can't do it, and they always have to use my head. So I was gonna complain. But then I remembered like with your medical history, like you, you had to have like they they took out a chunk of your skull, right? Yeah, they took out a chunk of my skull. Yep. So that <sighs> they could directly access my brain fluids. Yeah, I mean yeah. It's nice having that trump card just in my back pocket anytime complains about something medical. Well, uh, if if it helps, you were a real ass during the whole experience. Uh, yes, I was. Yes, I was. Brokazatsu, two brothers, exploration of Tokazatsu shows and related media. My name's Sam. And I'm Harry. And I have to apologize for the sudden unexpected uh, production schedule change over here. Because what do you mean unexpected? Like, what? our fans of our show know to expect the unexpected, Harry. I, I don't know. We were, we were very regular for a while there. Exactly, then... to throw them off. Right, right. But then, I mean... I started getting involved in mega games, and the current one is like draining my mental energies for new and interesting reasons. Uh, you know, pandemic. Sometimes we're depressed, and also we realized that both of the shows we're covering, uh, Power Rangers RPM and Kamen Rider Zero One, both had nine episodes, and mm-hmm. we're like, oh, then we could just watch two an episode and just finish them at the same time. And then I later realized, wait, that doesn't that math doesn't work. Like, are we going to watch one each for the last one, or we're going to have to space <laughs> out? So, but like. Uh, even even at this late stage, I messed it up. Mm-hmm. But, we'll, you know, we'll figure that out. I have to assume that the finals are going to be, like, two-parters. So, I mean, are we going to cover, like, three at some point? Should we do, like, a week where we just do, like, one and one, and then, like, something just completely off the wall at random? Yeah, maybe. Because I know RPM has a final two-parter, mm-hmm. and... I mean, yeah, well, let's... Toka's got to have, like, a final two-parter. So let's assume that the final's going to be a two-parter. I don't and know. Toku... work back from there. Final episodes of Toku are weird. Like, there, there's that guy in last episode, and... I, I don't know, Sam. I don't know what's happening anymore in this world. Because... And you know what? Neither do the writers. Heyo! But first, no, first we're covering Power Rangers RPM, a show where the writers have been planning some stuff, and maybe it's expected, but they're still pulling it off. Mm-hmm. Starting with episode 24, Ancient History. Uh, as this episode of RPM opens up, we see uh, Tanaya and a couple generals invading the uh, Broken Shattered Alphabet Soup headquarters, which we saw several episodes before. Do you think they find, like, the skeletons of the agents that Gold and Silver, like, knocked out and then promptly dumped rubble on? And, you know, uh, absolutely left to die. Like, we all know uh, that they were left to die. Oh, Sam, we've seen gold and silver working together. There wasn't enough left of them to have skeletons. Like, there were chunks of meat against the wall, and then they high-fived. Mm. 
So the generals found like the blackened carbon that used to be human life. <laughs> yep, and, and it was arranged on the wall in like the shape of a cool rainbow. And like, uh, what, what <laughs> monsters did this? Uh, but yeah, they find an old hard drive. Like I was, uh, I well, was. Uh, you're, you're skipping like half the episode there. No, I don't. Like, they found they find a, the generals find a hard drive. Like no, it, yeah, no, no. The start of the episode is Tanaya and like uh, Tanaya and like the two like Mook generals. Mm-hmm. They're they're the alphabet soup facility, and they find plans for a secret disposal facility in the mountains that is also within the giant dome of Corinth. Yeah, Harry, they find those plans on a fucking hard drive. But, like, there are two hard drives in this episode. The generals find a hard drive, which leads them to a mountain where other people find a hard drive. Like, this is oh, a double hard drive episode. You know what? I got confused because when you said generals, I thought you were talking about the human generals. Wait, it, it's not a general. I thought it was a colonel. Or is he a general? Well, guess what, Sam? At this point, I didn't expect you to have his full day, full rank uh, down pat. Hey, like, this, do you know, we're do you know his up, name? Uh, colonel Truman? Fine. We're coming up on the end of the series here, Harry. Like, this is like the glorious couple weeks where I actually know more names than I don't before we move on to a new series and the process starts again. Yeah. Anyway, so Tanaya, she she has gotten the... the I'm going to cut some of that, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so the generals, they find a hard drive in the, in the <laughs> shattered brains of Alphabet Soup, where there's no doubt the mashed remains of the agents. Harry... The previous joke was good. That was the previous joke was gold. Just no, leave it all in. Leave it all I'm, in. I, no, that, that I was making a joke about cutting it out, and the, the I'm I'm gonna leave it in. God. <laughs> yeah. Maybe cut this part out because this part's dragging a little. Tanaya goes back to Vengix <laughs> and says, "Hey, I got some secret info." But Kilobyte, the weird sexist robot, mm-hmm. turns to her and says. Oh, don't worry, doll. I already got the ideas. You know, I'm going to manage this. Uh, kilobytes. Like, why are they making robots being sexist? I just don't get it. It's, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we jump back to the ranger base now. Uh, green and blue are playing at pool, and green is cheating amusingly. And then uh, Dr. Light uh, realizes that everyone, or that the uh, enemy is going towards the mountains, uh, where they dumped some previous alphabet soup equipment, and she tells the rangers to go there and destroy everything they see. Nothing can see the light of day. Yeah, that stuff is dangerous in the wrong hands, she says, pulling out her collar. Uh, so the boss of the week this week, which uh, we are introduced to, is a drilling bot. It's got a big rotodrill on its head. It's got buzz saws for shoulders and hands and knees. Like, it's it's a basic but very effective design that gets across the visual threat language of what this person will be. The robot it drills into the thing, but the rangers are in there waiting. They fire their put their weapons together gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of that, it like uh oh, so the the villains just immediately uh, make it big, like and they do it a couple times in this episode, like they make it bigger than small again. Yeah, just enlarge and shrink, enlarge and shrink, enlarge and shrink. Like it's okay, whatever. I guess you got that power. There's a sword fight. They shoot at the little tire robot. He does a fly kick, then they, he turns into a tower and they kick him at it. Yeah, the uh, the Megazord fight is fairly perfunctory, as they often are, until a giant ghost train shows up and starts attacking everyone. It's another toy! Yeah, another three toys, because as the camera goes across the side, they're numbered 10, 11, and 12. How lucky they are that uh, you know, they these are the 
10th, 11th, and 12th Zords that they find in the series. Jesus, there's 12 Zords in this series? I I think this is the end of them. <laughs> They're running out of episodes. There's only like five or six episodes left. No, I, I, think, I think they stop at 12. But they do, I mean, yeah, they may or may not match them all together. <laughs> here's, here's something that you definitely were talking about earlier, Sam. Uh, some of the human soldiers, like all of them, because like there's five of them searching, which is like all of the soldiers. I think Vasquez is there. They found a hard drive, which they bring back to Colonel Truman. And Truman looks at it and sees a video of Dr. K talking to her Project Vengex and saying like, oh, no, yeah, I can't let you out. You're way too dangerous. Anyway, I'm going to teach you how to subvert military technology today. <laughs> and he is understandably pretty pissed. Yeah. So uh, immediately, uh, Colonel Truman sends all the soldiers to the ranger base to arrest Dr. Light. But hey, Dr. Light is actually Light. She's a hologram and therefore cannot be arrested. Yeah, she kind of saw this coming and said, yeah, after what I've seen, I don't really trust uh, the military anymore. So I'm just hiding somewhere. You're not going to find me. Good luck. Uh, by the way, she's a hard light hologram because she's definitely picking up things and manipulating the environment. So... They have that technology. And it's hardly the craziest thing she's made. Yeah, really isn't. Really isn't. Uh, Scott, like, tries to stop his father walking out saying, Hey, okay, she created the virus, but also she's creating all of the technology we're using to defend the city. We definitely need her. Which, I mean, point. (laughs) They go over pretty well in this show, but something I think that they could bring up a little bit more, and that maybe they can't because this is a Power Rangers show, all the characters are really young, is that she was, like, a minor at the time. She was she was a teenager. Like, she was a teenager who wanted to see outside, and the one time she wanted to see outside, she entered the world. Yeah, she'd been emotionally abused, and, like, she tried to free herself, and a, a fair court would convict her, but this would be a military court, so yeah, they would probably still convict her. I'm not sure this is a situation where courts are going to get involved. Like, there is no crime. Uh, there is no law to describe the crime that she has done. Yeah, plus, I mean, half the city defense forces are just gangsters hiding around in parts of the city. So, do they have a leg to stand on, Sam? Uh, I mean, as we'll find out later, they have every leg to stand on, but uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but anyway, the hologram Dr. Light uh, tells the rangers to go find the dino train while she hides from the army. It's a secret project that was uh, going... Re- that was constantly rampaging because it's an extinct animal, which means that they can't control it as well. But I don't know, maybe she'll she'll press some buttons and it'll work. She is good at that, pressing buttons and making the plot go forward. The rangers, they're chasing the drill bot. Uh, Long fight with the grinders that, you know, it's a very long fight. Like, this is an oddly long fight in the woods. God, looking at the little... I may have paused on something, but, like, it took me, like, ten minutes to get through the scene. No, 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 this is a long fucking fight in the woods, Harry. Like, I don't know why this fight goes on this long. It is unnecessarily lengthy, and it's not even particularly visually interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's just an average fight. Uh, But so we cut to Dr. Light. She's walking through the city. Someone spots her from the, like, military broadcast and saying, hey, this lady is, uh, like, a fugitive. Mm -hmm. And soldiers are chasing her. But then there's a bunch of copies of her because she just made a bunch of holographic copies and they're they're having trouble. Yes, I was thinking that she was doing a bad job hiding by like walking around in just a bright white cape and cowl to blend in. But hey, the entire thing was that she wanted all the soldiers to be chasing her uh, throughout the city because that meant that they were not at the military base, which Colonel Truman figures out. 
The Zords are practicing a new combination thing that they may get if they get the new Megazord. Like, I, I don't know what the context was of the Japanese episode. Maybe they were, the Zords were fighting for some reason. But anyway. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Uh, so at this point, like, the uh, the Megazord, it fights the Drillbot, and they're fighting as uh, Dr. Light is having a conversation with Dr. Truman about how there's things in all our lives that we regret. Like, I was raised in alphabet soup. I was made by the government, by the military, to make this thing. I had no choice. Yep. If we don't learn from our mistakes and move towards a brighter future, we pay twice. Mm. Truman looks at the photo of his, you know, dead son and says, I've paid more than most. Which, okay, Truman, I mean, yeah, you're a father who's lost his child. It's a post-apocalyptic future. I'm pretty sure everyone's lost almost everybody they've known. Yeah, Ranger Blue lost Scotland. Yeah, he, lo- he lost an ethnicity. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Dr. Light, she presses some buttons and hey, the ghost train is now on the Ranger's side. Uh, Red pops in. He's very impressed by the cool toyetic elements and it becomes a uh, new a new sword, which is it's just another sword. Yeah, I will say that the train like uh, the seat of the train just like jumping all over the drill bot and just like chewing it up like it was kind of a Messy, visceral, like, definitely reminded me of, like, attack dogs. It was a bit more violent than I expected it to be, seeing a train maul a monster. As the episode ends, Colonel Truman, like, escorts Dr. K back to the garage and says, I've decided to grant her a full pardon. Sometimes you have to leave the past in the past, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to. Okay, Harry, let's live in this for just a little while. So the colonel has the legal authority to grant a person a full pardon for criminal actions. Like, is he is he the president of this city? Is this a military junta? I mean, what's the order of operations for, like, uh, for, like, the, the chain of command when people die? Because I have to assume he's the highest-ranking person left alive. Well, but he's the highest-ranking person in the army. What about the civilian government? Is there no civilian government? Is this a military stronghold? I mean, it's probably martial law. And in in the specific circumstance of, like, apocalypse when robots are fighting, that's kind of makes sense. Kind of? It's just, it's strange. Like, it did click to me. Like, we've never seen, like, the president of this town, the president of, like, the human survivors. There's no mayor. There's no other leader. So... Colonel Truman is in charge of humanity here, it would seem. Well, I mean, you say that, but at the start, or near the start of the next episode, we do see what I think is the mayor, or some official lady. Yeah, going into the next episode, uh, yeah, it's at the public event. Well, okay, so we did skip a little bit, because uh, at the end of the previous episode, uh, Tanaya uh, got in a fight with Kilobyte, uh, because apparently uh, Shifter, the... Gold General was uh, filling him in on the stuff that Denia was doing that wasn't working. And so she starts the next episode very angry at General Shifter. Uh, and she gets revenge by sabotaging a project Shifter has been developing, like a new body for Vengex. And during a tech demonstration, it goes full ED-209 and starts shooting the boss. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, so it shut down. Uh, everyone is laughing at uh, at General Shifter, and Vengex just out of hand dismisses him to die in the desert. Yeah, like you're you're eleven generations behind our current technology. You're kind of just around as 
uh, I don't know, moral support. But you made a robot that shoot that shot me, so leave. Seems a bit of a waste. Like, I mean, at the very least, couldn't Vengex order him to go on, like, a suicide run against the Rangers? Like, maybe do some damage before he goes down? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he was hoping that he would go out and do something useful, like make robots on his own just out of the scrap he didn't want to care about. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so back at the, uh, back at the Humanity Bastion, uh, we see a public event. Colonel Truman is there along with someone who, uh, yeah, you're right, Harry. Maybe she's the mayor. Maybe she's the governor. Maybe she's the president. But, you know, this being a military junta, she is just a, uh, she's just a public figure. She doesn't actually have any authority. She could be replaced at any time. The second she steps out of line, she just grabs the escort and I have screen and a, a new official is put in place. Hey, it's Vasquez. <laughs> uh, uh, but but no, she's too busy uh, questioning her meaningless role because they have a very specific visual metaphor that's plot relevant. Mm-hmm. Like, so they're making a new fuel depot and they're showing it off by putting two big keys together to make, like, a double key and putting into a big lock and turning it. Which is, like, not a visual metaphor I've ever seen in any of these kind of ceremonies. No, it's really not. Like, that is not something that any city has ever done. That is far too much work. Like, city officials putting on public events, like, it's enough for them to put up a single ribbon and rent the big golden keys, and that's it. That is the level of complexity that actual people do this. But it's important because Dylan looks at this and is like, wait a minute, I got two keys, which kind of doesn't work. Uh, and he like, he gets his plot relevant keys, pulls them out and realizes he can kind of slot them together. And this is a whole show about things combining and slotting together. So it's annoying that they had to come up with a different metaphor. <laughs> In defense of the double key thing, like this is the last human city. I suppose any graphics designers in the city are really fucking bored by now. So they might actually genuinely come up with stuff like this. So in the city, there's uh, five military members, a thousand criminals, and ten out-of-work graphics designers. That's what that's what we will rebuild from. Yes, and the ten graphics designers, they're all competing for exactly the same projects. So they're getting creative, and they're getting bitter. Here's the thing. So Dylan, he realizes that the two keys together, like he has his own key, which creates the sad, uh, like... the sad song and he has the other key which doesn't do anything and together they play uh the the farmer in the dell Mm -hmm. which makes me think that his sister really got screwed because her key does nothing on its own oh i mean there is only one watch maybe there's another watch that she was supposed to have that played a third song (laughs) no it just she just turns the key and it starts playing funky town (laughs) (laughs) the electric slide uh, I'm I'm gonna find like a, a like a music box version of Funky Town and play it over parts of this episode. Excellent, excellent. Uh, but yeah, Black. So he goes back. He listens to those two songs, and to the show's credit, as soon as he starts hearing the Farmer and the Dell, he puts together. Wait, that's Tadai's song. Wait, Tadai's a brunette like the brunette I've been seeing in all my visions. Wait, Tadai's my sister. He gets in his car, drives out of the city to find Tadai because they had they they had like a fight in earlier in the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the uh, Monster of the Week that we need to introduce that was attacking the Public Works. Uh, it was a fuel depot. Doesn't really matter. But the Monster of the Week is a heat gun. It's like, imagine those spotlights that uh, people carry around, like, you know, the one-hand spotlights with a bit of a uh, a gun trigger. Imagine that's super large. 
uh, but then replace the light with the guts of a heat gun or a big uh, uh, air dryer. And that's your monster of the week. No, I mean, these are like heat fans. Like, I've seen them at Costco. They have heating elements and they blow out heat in kind of a directional matter. Like, they're, they're real things. I suppose I've never actually seen a heat fan version, just the uh, spotlight version. But hey, okay. So it's just a larger version of that. Yep. And it was trying to blow up the fuel thing, but didn't right away. Yeah, uh, the fuel thing actually survives this episode, doesn't it? Later, uh, 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 oh god, Flynn, Flynn. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now I'm forgetting the characters' names. Just go to colors, Harry. Just say Ranger Blue. Uh, Flynn, he says, oh, don't worry, like, the casing of those fuel containers could withstand a million degrees Kelvin. Which is a lot. But then Dr. K says, yes, but it still conducts heat, so if it heats up the fuel inside, then it'll still explode. Which, they really over-designed part of that, uh, This is why you don't want 10 criminals and one graphic designer to decide your new feud de- depot, because they'll have, they'll say, oh, it's indestructible, but it still explodes. Oh, Harry, Harry, you say over design. This is a city that on the rag has giant monsters shooting lasers walking through it. That makes it even more important that it, like, not be, not be destroyed by random lasers. Unless yeah, it's just some kind add of- a heat break in there. Just, you know, add, like, some neutral elements to negate the heat uh, transferring between the elements. Uh, between the layers. Yeah, like, I, I drink water from a vacuum flask. Can they not adapt that, just make it real big? Yeah, uh, out in the desert, uh, uh, Black and Tanaya, uh, they come across each other, and Black just immediately drops, Hey, uh, listen to these two songs. Do you recognize either of them? And Tanaya's like, oddly enough, yes. And Black nods his head and says, that's because you're my sister. Like, Vegix turned us both into hybrids. You're not a robot, you're human. She's, like, affected, but they have a bit of a fight, you know. They're throwing punches back and forth. Black, uh, he grabs her arm and kind of, like, grinds against it with his, you know, wheel grinder attack thingy. And he does that specifically because that's a piece of her body that is still flesh. So, she's bleeding. She sees this and, you know, runs away. And she goes right back to Vendrick's space where she sticks her arm in a DNA scanner and, hey, now she has it confirmed. She is Ranger Black's brother. Yeah, or she, she like, yeah, she she Googles herself and the computer just says, yeah, you're subject D78. You tried to escape and uh, D44 got away, but you didn't. And then we turned you into a robot. As they're having a flashback, uh, the flashbacks together, remembering when they were being transformed. Uh, turns out Kilobyte was there supervising the project. Yep, he, he knew the whole time, which, it, if a, I don't know, is a sexism? Maybe him trying to find some weird way to show his distaste for this thing that he knows is actually human? Like, is that what they're going for? Maybe, but if so, it was still oddly gendered. In, in any case, he says, yep, and uh, this is definitely the end for you, because now you know you're a human, and this is just going to eat at you every time you see your brother, you're going to get more memories and it's going to burn out your brain and uh, you're, we're going to have to kill you sometime soon. It really sucks. Mm-hmm. Unless you cut off your memories at the source and go and kill Dylan. Yeah. Back at the back of the town, uh, Heatbots showed up again to attack the fuel base and he's holding his own. You know, he's one of the fairly tough monsters of the week. Yeah. But but then the the Silver Ranger, she hits him with a cold attack and he freezes. At that same time, uh, Tanaya shows back up and tries to ambush Ranger Black from behind. He says that, I don't want to hurt you, to which she replies, then this will be easy. And they have another big, long, knockout, drag down fight, where Black is pretty much on the defensive. They're 
getting out onto a bridge while the other rangers are off to the side saying like, hey, why aren't you fighting as hard as you usually do? It's a very good thing that he has that invulnerable shield because he's just, you know, throw that up, like block into Naya's shots, but not directly attacking her. And when Naya is going for a coup de grace on Dylan, the other rangers put their weapon together and shoot at her. And Dylan jumps up and vaguely takes the hit. Like, it just explosions happen around them, but like the effects doesn't come at them yeah like he was jumping up as though he was going to take a hit but then neither of them were actually directly hit it's like they missed they fired their ultimate and then they missed a charitable read which they didn't really emphasize in the show is that they saw dylan jumping in front and then at the last second averted their gun so that they didn't kill dylan but if that's what happened the show absolutely did not show that happening uh there's still an explosion and Tana- Dylan is knocked on the ground. Tanaya is knocked off the side. Mm-hmm. And and she's dangling. And uh, she, you know, Dylan, he throws down his hand. He starts saying like, hey, I'm your brother. You're my sister. Grab my hand. I want to help you. There's a little bit of flashback memories of them as children uh, getting the watch, just hanging out, being adorable little kids. And Tanaya grabs Dylan's hand and is pulled up. Back up on the bridge, the other rangers are confused until Dylan says, no, she's my sister. Like, I found, I figured out my plotline, guys, and this is her. And they really don't know how to respond, but they get distracted because Killabite shows up, thaws out the robot, and they have a more traditional fight. Yeah. Uh, I forget, did they destroy the heat bots? Like, I didn't put that in my notes. I'm assuming they did. I mean, it gets destroyed, but... It might have been because Shifter, he's been working on his bot thing that got sabotaged. Mm-hmm. So it shows up and it's like very impressive. And I think maybe I just did take the shot of it destroying the heat bot because it then just kind of jumps away. Yeah, the ending of the ep is a little rushed and confused. Like there's monsters everywhere. There's explosions going on. And uh, pretty much all we need to know is that heat bot's gone. There's some kind of spring activated gorilla, which I'll describe in more detail next week, uh, rampaging around the city. And uh, Tanaya goes back to the ranger base and says, hey, I want to help. She has made her decision. Or has he? Or has she? Maybe. I don't know. Like, we're a few episodes from the end of the series, so there's enough time for her to get, like, one final betrayal in before she uh, before she fully turns to Team Good. Yeah, we got, we got seven left. But they've definitely started the final arc. The thing that we realized... Like, how long was it, Sam? Did did we watch even two episodes before you figured it out, or? Uh, as soon as he mentioned he was looking for a sister, and they had, like, the start of flashbacks where there was, like, a brunette sister, I was like, oh, that's Tanaya. And that was pretty early. I think that was, like, episode four, so it would have been after our initial, like, three-parter. Yeah. But, you know, they're playing off stuff, and uh, they're developing things towards the end. It's interesting to see what they're doing. Uh, but for now... Let us go into our coverage of Common Rider Zero One. Pause for music. Fuck this show. Sam, what should our listeners do until next week? Okay. Okay. How do we want to cover this, Harry? Like, I mean, there's kind of no way about it. Like, they dro- they're they dropping the fucking ball on this one. Like, they're dropping it so bad. 
they're dropping it so hard. Like, what is, Harry, what is Common Rider's fascination with taking just the shittiest people in humanity and trying to make them the good guy? I guess let's just get into it and we'll we'll have yelling breaks throughout because there's going to be several. Like, we start with Jack. He's in the lab, like, right after last week where he was accused of, you know, being the sh- Yeah, all the crimes, all the crimes, all the corruption, everything that he was being accused of that they have proof of. He's raging in his lab. He's 1,000% losing it. And so he locks the door so the VP can't get in, logs into the server, and deletes all the incriminating files that <laughs> VP and Chesta, like, had discovered. Like, I guess they just took screenshots that they had the files they didn't actually download them i don't know they had a usb but maybe he grabbed the usb out of their heads i'm not sure like it it doesn't matter because they still have the evidence but then again also he doesn't get any comeuppance for like he doesn't get pushed out it seems like yeah not at all so you know aruto we jump back to aruto and he's talking with the azai and izu about arc but then they get the call from the vp is that you know jack is losing it he's uh destroying the evidence, and they need him back at heightened intelligence. Post the credits, uh, back at the Metsubo Jinrai base, the arc is saying the most interesting of villain speeches, like, oh, I can predict every outcome, I'm unstoppable. Yeah, this is this is a great villain to end the series on. I know, after, like, the, after the really interesting ones, too. Like, Hirobi and Jin, great villains. Yeah, and, like, Jack, who was the villain for the entire series, it turns out. I, and I would just have the nondescript, non-emotive, boring fucking just, like, black hole. The only interesting part of it was that it was a reflection of Jack's worst nature. So maybe they just need to get the arc of, like, a cute dog and it'll be fine. <laughs> no, you're jumping ahead, Harry. You're jumping ahead. Uh, uh, but yeah, so, uh, Ark is holding court. Uh, he, you know, is talking about how, uh, Jin, uh, well, he jumps out of Jin, then... Uh, Jen tries to attack. He repossesses Jen. We don't really need to go into that. Although I will, Harry. What's the name of the satellite? Like the good team, good satellite in the show. Uh, Zaya. I'm not sure what happened with the translation here. Like my translation team seems to have forgotten <laughs> the name of the satellite. They're translating it as satellite there. T H E R E. Are you watching? TV Nihon. I'm watching the uh, the writer replays group. Uh, okay, you might be watching TV Nihon, which is the group that like mistranslates stuff a lot. <sighs> great, great. Uh, so I got to watch two episodes about trying to take over satellite. There. I mean, that is the planned words they're using. Like I mentioned a while ago, most of the names are plays on some type of words. Like there. Uh, Yua is you are and Fua is who are. Uh like the Koronosuke, like Arto, like all, all those names are like some variants on like puns for the order that come in. Izu is is. Uh then there is like those her pres pres uh predecessor, Wazu, you know, was. Uh there was a movie villain who was Will. Okay, 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 okay. So whatever. But yeah, now we jump back to uh, Jack, who's increasingly losing it in the lab, yelling at shadows in the corner, and then Aruto shows up uh, using the secret a Batman elevator in the back of the room. 
Yeah. For some reason, Jack now needs Satellite Zaya to print all of the Raid Risers instead of the stuff he'd been using before. Like, he has industrial capability, and he's never really been able to access it, so why is this the cornerstone of his plan? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, the satellite refuses to print. Uh, Aruto, like, you know, he's saying, hey, uh, it's it's time for you to step down as president. And then there's a very fast fight between uh, Jack as he transforms, says it's, what, a sin to disrupt profits. And so he's trying to murder everyone in the room. Yeah, it's just blatantly attacking people. And Aruto, at, at the very least, uh, Aruto is a better protagonist than Kota in that he simply dodges out of the way and breaks his belt. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, just detransforms him, uh, eliminates the threat. We do get a nice shot of Izu just uh, passively, single-handedly throwing a VP up a set of stairs to remind the audience that, hey, she's a superhero. Uh, it's too close to the end, though. I don't think she's going to get a belt. <sighs> alas, alas. Um, but yeah, Jack is a broken, beaten man. Uh, let's jump back to the hospital where we see a couple of his victims. Uh, Yua is sneaking out of the hospital and Fua is showing up with some flowers to go presumably see her. Fua is saying, like, Yua, you don't really have anybody to fall back on. You can't just throw yourself against the Ark. You know, you gotta... Uh, well, <laughs> and when Yua says, well, yeah, you don't really have a plan either. either. And Fua says, no, but it's my character to just throw myself at problems until I succeed. So I'm just gonna do that. But you, you have to have plans. Play to your strengths. Like, you know, Yua's the smart one. Fua is the blunt instrument. And, you know, I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. I still like... God, there's so much I like about this series, Harry. There's so much I like about all the characters. It's just... Well, the conclusion they seem to come to in the office is that the reason that Jack is bad as as a CEO is that he doesn't share the dream of humans and AIs working together. And I would argue that the reason that he's not a good CEO... Or that maybe he is a good CEO, but he's not a great person, is that he's blatantly disregarded like human lives. He like one episode ago, literally one episode ago, he, he was, was saying planning on massacring half of Japan by allowing Zaya specs to go rampant and murder everyone. A major point of the show is that human gears are beings with their own rights and thoughts and feelings, and he did cause a genocide of them. Like that's a thing he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's he, he he shot Naki in the face when she said, "Hey, maybe we could work together." And he was he's basically been robot racist this whole time, like and and causing massive problems and attacking humans and like causing it's not just a philosophical problem. He's a, he should be going to the Hague for war crimes. I know for like murder for all the deaths. Like he created the Ark. He told the Ark he took an AI. And he fed it hate. He yes. he taught it pain, and he turned I, it against humanity. He caused everything bad in this series to happen. Aruto, I don't even know what's going on here because Aruto even says, "Why are you so obsessed with this place?" Is because you actually secretly love this company. As if, like, he makes a joke of the plot point that's about to happen being dub. What are they doing? Uh, so parts of the production, okay, like, so the action scenes are not very good in these episodes, but I mean, like, they have to act around that, and, you know, I could be fine with that, but they had a while to just sit there and write. They could have fixed that, like, they have no excuses for this. What is happening here, Harry? Like, Jack was a character, like, you know, Guy. Let's just call him Guy. 
Guy's character was teased in episode one, right? Like, Yua was reporting to a shadowy figure, which later turned into Jack. And that was episode one, right? So this character Well, has... actually, th- that might have been episode two. Because that's, that's what Fua put on. That's when Fua became the writer, and she was giving, like, uh, data to the other person. I think it might not have been one, it was two. Okay, so either episode one or episode two. The point is, this character was a core conception of the plot since the very beginning... And so his arc, his character, his motivations should have been in hand. Like, this is, he has been a solid villain. He has been hateful and spiteful. And I'll give the character this, he's been consistent. He's been consistently the worst. This is will be the last time I mention X8 until we're done with the show. I'm just gonna have to make that a rule, but... They had a semi-similar thing in there, and we'll cover it eventually, but they did it so much better for reasons that I can't explain right now. But the tail end of this episode is the start of Jack's redemption arc. No, 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 Sam, Sam! The tail end of this episode is the conclusion of Jack's (laughs) redemption arc. The the point two-thirds into this episode is the start of his redemption arc. (laughs) Yes, we get a six-minute redemption arc for a character who has been murdering people who let's go back to fua and yua remember episode four remember remember episode four no episode four one the whole point was that like they were finding the like irradiated ruins of a city that they had to break into and they found a scene of a father like committing suicide to stop this like wave of destruction from sweeping out amongst humanity and fu was screaming that like this is this is terrible First of all, he was screaming and angry because Jack had stolen him from his family, wiped his mind, and turned him into a weapon to create ethnic cleansing. So for for Fua and Yua, two characters that I genuinely like, what has Guy done to them? He has kidnapped them both. He has tortured them both. He has implanted chips in both of their brains in order to control and cause them pain. He has attempted to murder both of them at various points. He has mind-washed one of them. He has erased a character's past and history. He has erased the faces of Fua's parents and loved ones from him. Did he, did, did he like, physically assault you at one point? I feel like he slapped her in one episode. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like, you know, slapping is probably the least of what he's done to Yua. Like, <laughs> let's get into the non-elective surgery that he's done to Yua. God, we're not going to cover this normally. Maybe we'll be less angry next episode. We can do this. So uh, a brief scene where, like, Jin, mind-controlled by the Ark, they go to look at a space satellite, and then Ikazuchi, the other member of Metsubo Jinrai, the guy who's barely been there, is like, I'm having some thoughts of my brother. Whatever. Anyway, back to Jack. Back to Jack. So, the show thinks that they can get a six-minute redemption arc in here by having a pet the dog moment. Like, those who follow, you know, tropes and like the book, like Save the Cat, we all know what a pet the dog moment is. It's a moment where you take a character who's supposed to be gruff or mean, but then you have him do something nice. And the archetypical example of it is petting a dog. It's showing that a character has emotion. The thing is, it's not supposed to be an entire arc. Like we have, we have robot Hitler, and then he gets a robot dog and he pets it. And now he's on team good. Like, it, it, he has a flashback to his dad 
being mean and overbearing. And again, I'm super annoyed because I, I this is an extension of the last time I mentioned it. Again, something they did in XA different, differently in a way I can't explain, but so much better. Anyway, uh, his his dad is just mean. It says like, oh, you can't get 100% on your test. You need 1,000%. So whatever, ruining that thing by giving it an overly specific origin. There are some cycles of abuse to have conversations on it here, but cycles of abuse do not excuse a person's current actions. Remembering one specific point in your childhood that may have led to current circumstances doesn't undo three decades of being a shitty CEO who's murdered thousands of people. I mean, at the start of this episode, let's... Let's not forget the start of this episode. There were how many criminal actions that the VPN Chesta downloaded off of Guy's computer? It was over a thousand, like hardcore crimes and corruption. Yes, which... like sexual sexual harassment was listed there. He's been like groping female employees. Did, did he? What what dog is he petting to like realize that he shouldn't be doing that? <laughs> He's just an evil guy. Like, did the same per? I'm gonna look it up. Hold on. Did the same person write these two episodes? All right, episode thirty-seven, written by Messiah Kakehi. Episode thirty-eight, written by Yuya Takahashi. They are actually written by two different people. Hold okay, on. okay, well, but I would have to presume that they're in the same writers' room. And sure, it's a digital writers' room. But where's the goddamn story bible? Like, where's? Where's the spreadsheet? Like, where? And the guy who wrote this one is the guy who wrote every episode of x so I don't know what to do with that knowledge. Like, maybe they realized they were spiraling, and so they were like, oh no, oh no, we need a script doctor. And he was like, fuck you guys for giving me these 37 previous episodes. I'll do what I can, but it won't work. I can't make a time machine. He also rolled, wrote, like, most of Zero One, so I don't even know. Maybe this is... I... We should stop speculating, but maybe maybe this was, like, word of God where they needed to, like, I don't know, simple out the storyline, like, because of, I don't know. But they're simpling it out too much. Can't They can have three different factions. Imagine this where, you know, Jack stayed a shitheel, where he fled, and then we had Zero One versus Ark versus Thouser as, like, a final, like, you know, trio trilogy. That would make the ending so much more dynamic than it's going to be. Oh, and you know what? I just want to make this clear. There are ways that this, that I would be totally fine with a redemption arc or something like it. Like, if his thing, first of all, like a simple one is like, I don't know, it, it happens a lot in these goddamn shows, but if he had his memories erased and then like he was just a, a brand new person and then he had to like, rec- and then maybe he recovered them, but like, it has to be something on that level. Or like, maybe mm-hmm. he he loses his job and he just becomes like a weird guy you know, like, just on the streets, just, like, um, entirely fallen. But he could, if he actually suffers for a while, and then, like, tries to come back from that. Like, Jack willfully chose to endanger other humans. Like, let's let's disregard the whole, like, AI sentience thing here. Like, he's on the wrong side of that, but at least that's an understandable shitty position. But let's talk about his treatment of humans. Like, the murders. Let's talk about the murders. Yeah, all the all them murders. And then he pet a dog, and the show forgives him. Literally what happens is he remembers he had a robot dog a while back, and his dad yelled at him and says, you need to stop petting that robot dog. And he had to give up the robot dog, and therefore became a big asshole. But Satellite Zaya 3D prints a new robot dog, 
and he he hugs it and they sit on the ground and like sparkles fly around them and now he's a good guy. Like that's what happens. That's not like that's not a joke. That's not a joke. It's not a joke. He's crying on the ground, then he hugs a robo dog, you know, the type of robo dog from the nineties that, you know, would sit and like stand up and be like, you know, bark bark. They're you know, they were creepy back then, they're creepy now. Uh I mean this is you know, this is, here's something, like, because uh, just to move forward, this is something that could have been a step towards showing something for Jack, because the Ames dudes, like the, the hard boys, they show up and say, hey, Ewa, I mean, we kind of want you to still be our captain. We didn't always like our orders, but we still followed them. But like, you were really good and professional, and we'd rather just follow you now. Like, if it had just been a castigating thing of everyone, but like, just rebelling against him because he was such a shitty dude and boss in every way. Can we blame this on, like, the missed weeks for COVID? Like, I'm not even sure we can. Like, if it was if it was intended for him to have a redemption arc at some point, they needed to not do some of the shit that he did. Because, I mean, they'll say it next episode that his actions were inexcusable, but then they excuse it. Like, that's one of my least favorite things in the world, for someone to say that something's inexcusable, then they excuse it. This world would be a better place if there was less forgiveness, Harry. Like... <laughs> I mean, I disagree, but in a complicated way. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go that far. Like, I'm not that angry at this show to say the concept of 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 forgiveness should be, like, weakened in humanity. I think it's just more, I think it's just more misapplied. And what the thing is, is that it should be applied to rich CEO assholes who are still rich CEO assholes after they feel bad. Rich, murderous. Sexist, assaulting, thieving CEO assholes. Murderous. Let's let's just go back to murder. No, not murderous. Genocidal. Yes, he he did cause a couple genocides. He yeah. uh, he he leaked those robots that assaulted hospitals. You know. <laughs> uh, but Harry, no casualties. Remember, no casualties. Got it. So Aruto is just fighting. So the the ultimate bad guy of this series, like the 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 Sephiroth, the agent evil that cannot be stopped. He's just a guy punching him in a abandoned parking garage. Yep. And yep, he, yep, yep. he's like a little bitter punching than usual. So how, my God, how could they stop this? Yeah. And so at the end of the episode, as Aruto is getting beaten up, guess what? Jack shows up with his CGI adorable robot dog and deflects That's a how- shot. That's how I can tell I'm not into this, because that dog should be adorable, but I still hate it. I hate that dog, and it should be lovable, but no, it's the worst. Oh, it's, it's the worst so dog, and I, it, if it was in front of me, I would step on it. It's like, just <laughs> my heel. And here, I, wa- I would want to hear an electronic squeal as it died. That's how bad I am. I'm not going to say forgiveness is bad, but I do want to like watch the life die in that robot dog's eyes. Harry, I'm not saying forgiveness is bad. I'm saying there should be less of it. I'm saying that there no, are certain it, persons and actions that do not deserve forgiveness, and if we held on to grudges and applied them effectively, then the world would be a better place as a result. No, I think there should be more, but it's just, it should be less on the 1% and more than the 99%. That's the thing. <laughs> and, like, and net, that would be much more forgiveness. <laughs> anyway, they fight the Ark, and they're friends now. Yeah, this is the start of the next episode, so uh, Jack and Aruto... Hey, they're teaming up and they fight the Ark and the CGI dog is there and we get cutaway shots of the CGI dog like cheerleading. Here's my one hope because like 
either this is so poorly acted and directed that, like, they're just not doing well, or this is somehow some double play for Jack. Like, because they keep saying, like, hey, you need to be more forgiveness and stuff. And if it's this is a play by him, or, I don't know, at some points when the dog is, like, barking, he almost freaks out and has a thing. Like, the show isn't doing this. It doesn't have the time for it. But if the, if, but if the dog was, like, just mind-controlling him? I, I said it before. I stand by it. If Jack has a happy ending in this series, and I'm talking even, like, a little happy, he needs to be destroyed. Either, like, either metaphorically or literally destroyed at the end of the series. And if that's not the case, the rating precipitously drops. Uh, Metsubo Jinrai base. Uh, Ikizuchi remembers his brother some more and his head hurts. I mean, that, that's just what's happening. I Yeah, this this next episode's kind of a nothing episode. Like, it's Jack kind of going around asking people for forgiveness, and for some fucking reason, people give it to him. Uh, he agrees to make a Ames independent, and so the two soldiers that have been working with Yua and occasionally trying to murder her, you know, they're like, hey, we, we're sorry, you're our new captain, please send us into battle. I think technically it was the other two other guys that tried to murder her. Like, it was the second group of hard boys, but whatever. It's a little hard to keep track of them, like, they, they've only started having lines in the past couple episodes. God, I don't even know if I want to fully go into this episode, like... There's nothing point, to go into. Like Jin does Jin does say that like the arc has reset the memories of Metsubojin right to the factory setting. So great, they've lost all their personality motivations and like that could ex- be Thunder, except they're bringing except yeah. they kind of get them back sometimes when they remember their brothers and their head hurts. The dog yeah, is so, barking. <laughs> dog barks a lot. Like for some reason, like so they realize that uh, when they finally get Jin back. Uh, after they, you know, beat up the Ark and drive it out of him, uh, Jin says, hey, the Ark is after Satellite there, or Satellite there, in my translation. <laughs> and, of course, that, that was always the plan. That's obviously been the plan since the beginning. He's going for the other ai control satellite. Why is this a revelation? All right, and, and Bryden, he shows up. He's like, hey, I went through Singularity again, so I'm free of the Ark's control. Everyone's like, well, this is obviously a trap. He's like, no, it isn't. Just believe me. Anyway. <laughs> here's the here's the plan and by the way it turns out that he's this is genuinely he he's not like controlled although it's part of their plan his plan is to go on the offensive and just attack the arc why didn't they try this before i kept they've, saying they've you know known where it is where metsmotion right lives they've all been to their secret base they've known the general area since episode four they've known the specific area since like episode 10 or 11 yeah, yeah, it was the low teens, if that, that they stepped foot inside the secret Metsubo base. Like Every single one it, of them, every single protagonist has been inside the secret Metsubo base. They know where it is. If there had been, like, a couple episodes of them trying and, like, they, you know, they, they send some soldiers and, like, the Ark just swarms them with, like, the basic robots or something. Or, like, there's some reason, like, maybe it's... Maybe it has some kind of... You could come up with reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, it has an energy core that, like, they can't just bomb it. Or it would irradiate more area. There's it a has... shield, or maybe it's... Maybe there's, like, a contingency plan. Maybe there's, like, bombs around the cities, and if they set foot past it, then, you know, something will explode. Give us some reason, though. Some reason. It turns out that, yeah, it was an ambush. Of course it was an ambush. Because the Ark has realized, hey, Arto's belt just gives him connection to Satellite Zaya. So if I take that off him, I can just connect to Satellite Zaya. 
And so he does it. Yeah, like, as opposed to any of the other, what, half a dozen times that the Ark beat up Aruto and could have taken his belt then? This is the time it mattered. This is the time it counted. And so he grabbed it. Yeah, it, it really did have that option a few times. Several times we have seen the Ark walking away from a defeated Aruto wearing his belt. Anyway, he'll never become Commander Zero One again. Next episode preview, uh, he gets a new power-up. That's it. I mean, yeah, that's it. Like, I'm just too mad. Like, I thought about, I thought about, like, what what do we do to extend this episode? Like, shows that have totally failed us in the last little bit? Like, shows that just shot themselves in the foot? But, like, it's hard for me to think of something that just pissed me off as much as this. Have any other series shat the bed this much? Like, this quickly, this quickly. This much of a turnaround, too, because, like, this show was riding high. I genuinely liked this series. And then, and then, they decided, like, uh, Jack is a problem. Like, their opinions on, Jack has been a problem on the show for a very long time. Like, there was the, there was the arc, like, of the challenges, like, the five challenges that just stretched into ten episodes. Just such a drag. That turned into such a drag. And they realized that. I, I had hope. Because the writers seemed to realize that because they started to not care about the contest and started to break it up with other actually interesting episodes. When, when I went to the writer wiki like a little bit ago to check some stuff and I saw on, on Jack's place his writer type listed hero currently, villain formerly. When I read that the first time, that was like a gut punch. Jesus. The show had such potential. Like... When the show started, like, the ideas, the concepts they could have played with, like, the idea, and they just didn't, they're not really talking about, like, sentience and singularity anymore. They're not really talking about AI rights. They're, they've abandoned that, and they're focusing on the redemption of someone who is irredeemable. They're not even focusing, they've just moved past, I don't even know, I... They've lost they lost a half dozen episodes. Like we can't overshadow that. That said, I don't think a half dozen episodes fixes this. Like it if they spent a half dozen episodes giving him redemption, like I'm not sure if they could have like, maybe they could have. Like how about a half dozen episodes of dragging him over concrete? The like, middle just... third of this show was showing how much of an asshole Jack is. That's the entire middle arc. Like that's a third of the show. Like, he finally reveals himself around, what, episode 7 or 8, so that's where we get his name, that's where we get his character, and he's kind of a, uh, you know, frenemy to Aruto for a little bit, but yeah, by, like, the mid to late teens, he is the worst. He is definitively the worst, and he never recovers from that. Remember when we were laughing about his, like, his attacks all being, like, masturbation jokes? They still are masturbation jokes. We'll always... We'll always have jacking rise. <laughs> Is that it? I could think of a transition side of that. That would be really gross. So let's just end the episode. <laughs> Keep dancing, everyone. Just, just find some happiness, find some joy in your life, and keep dancing. <laughs>